What's going on, Technology family, and welcome back to another episode of the Technology News Talk. And today, uh, we're going to be talking some sports news, a couple of mainstream news for you guys today, and a movie review for, for y'all today. So, before we get into the mainstream news, let's get into our sports announcements uh, before we uh, just, just start out the episode today. And that is... While the, the 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 major major league baseball is still continuing, because I think they they end around during the winter. That's when the um the World Series. But um, the HFL, which is in hockey, will start their new season on October the tenth. And then um preseason has just started for the for the National Football League, and their kickoff will start on Thursday, September seventh. When the Detroit Lions uh, goes against the the current reigning champions, the Kansas City the Kansas City Chiefs, uh, to start off the, the the new football season, and the NBA tip off will start on Tuesday, October twenty fourth, with the new uh and the new and inaugural NBA uh, in season tournament will start on November third and will end in um. In, in December, so you must be wondering what is the uh, in-season uh, tournament. So this is kind of like a new thing that what they're doing. Cause um, when I look at the uh, the trophy they reviewed for that, it's kind of like a a World Cup just for the NBA league the, in a, in, a, um, in the states. So um, what it is is that so in each um a conference, the East and the West. Each um, teams will be divided in three, uh, into the well, the three groups, three groups of five, and then they'll have a tur- uh, they'll have a play-in tournament for the next couple of weeks, and then the finals will take place in, at, at the new um, Las Vegas Spear uh, Arena. If you guys you know that that's the arena where they do shape shifts of, of LED stuff, uh, y'all probably see that on. Instagram and social media. So, so yeah, that's what the um, the in season tournament uh, uh, is. So, uh, yeah, so that's kind of new. They bring it to the NBA season. So, I'm kind of excited for that. And of course, um, I'm just waiting for uh, for my Miami Heat. So, you already know because I'm a basketball fan. And, um, but um, that's our sports news. So, um, let's get into our mainstream news uh, for today. So, the first one is is that Barbie has passed Civil War and Aquaman in the all-time worldwide box office list. So, where Barbie at is at right now. So, it is currently at number 25 ahead of The Minions, Captain America Civil War and Aquaman. But it is still behind Iron Man 3 and the fate of the furious and, and, and so forth. So, like I said before, Barbie is going with video demand on the second week of September. So, let's see if Barbie can make some more no, more to make some more numbers at the box office before going to video demand in September. Continue on with the Barbie news. They say that if Barbie had brought back audience back. Nearly 24% haven't seen a movie theater since since before the before the pandemic. Wow, that's kind of interesting. So, um, in case you guys didn't know, there's only um 
six movies that have crossed the um the the, the Billy the Billy Daughter mark, which I think it was um the Super Mario Brothers, Spider Man No Way Home, um Top Gun, Jurassic World Dominion. Who else? Barbie, and. I think and uh and, and Avatar the Way of Water. So that's uh that's uh, that's your numbers. That's your sits there. So the, let me say it again: Avatar the Way of Water, Top Gun Maverick, the Super Mario Brothers, Barbie, uh, so Spider Man No Way Home, and hold on, hold on let, let, let me let me say this again. I'll get you off cap. Okay, Avatar the Way of Water, Spider Man No Way Home, Barbie. The Super Mario Brothers, Spider-Man No Way Home, and dang, it's on the tip of my tongue. Well, like, why did I, I don't even think about it? Jesus Christ! But anywho, uh, but y'all, y'all already know uh, the what those movies are. But um, here's a note I got from a Variety. Um, Barbie brought a spectacular moviegoer's back to the theaters. In a big way, a new survey from the film tracking service, the Quantum found Quantum served 1,800 Barbie tickets buyers in the U.S. over the past three weeks, finding that 11% could not remember the last film they seen in the theaters. Another 11% says that this is the first film they have seen since the pandemic era started in 2020. So... Yeah, I kind of understand where they're coming from here because I think um, in 2022 that's when the 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 corona the COVID had kind of slowed down a bit, and then people were starting to come back more in, into the theaters because um, <clears throat> nobody at the theater was at the theaters at the time in tw- in 2020, and then there was some people that went back in 2021, and because and then some had stayed home. To, to wait until some movies, some movies do like a day to day, day to day release, or just wait for it to come out on streaming or on video demand. So that's how it was. So like 2022 was the the start of uh, bringing everybody back. So very good for um the, for, for for these numbers, especially for people going to see a uh, Barbie there. So that, that was a very kind of um interesting numbers there, and um. And uh, that was it. So um, so it's very so it's very surprising. So um, hopefully um, if the strike ends in 2024, hopefully we will get more people back in the movie theaters as it was like in um uh, 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 before the pandemic started uh, there. Uh, moving on, cable TV dropped fifty percent below of TV use for the first time ever. Wow. That is crazy. So let's look at these percentages here. This is one's coming from the Hollywood Reporter. Says that 38.7% of TV use uh, in terms of streaming. Cable, 29.6%. Broadcast, 20%. And then other 11.6%. So let's look at uh, the streaming numbers here. So YouTube, you have 9.2% of total TV usage. Yudish. 
Netflix, 8.5%. Hulu, 3.6%. Prime Video, 3.4%. Disney Plus, 2%. HBO Max, or now Max, 1.4%. Tubi, 1.4%. Peacock, 1.1%. The Roku Channel, 1.1%. Paramount Plus, 1%. Pluto TV, 0.9%. And all others, 5.1%. So, this kind of tells you that more people, well, uh, half of people, or more or half, I'd rather go streaming than cable, as it is. But, um... In case you ever would have to know, like, um, if you were to get, like, um, YouTube TV, ATT Fiber, or FUBU TV, like, stuff, you could still get, like, cable channels. You could still get that. And, um, and not have to pay so much of getting, like, the regular ca- like cable bots, which would be, like, so, so much. So, that, that, that depends on your plan, whatever, whatever you get. So, like, it really all depends on... The plans and the pricing for all that other stuff. So yeah, that's why you see like certain certain of the um uh, percentages there. So they get, it would kind of make sense there. So moving on, we going back to Barbie again. So y'all want to brace yourself for this news? Barbie beats the Dark Knight. That's right, you heard it, folks. Barbie has beaten Dark Knight and is now Warner Brothers' biggest box office domestic ever. So, Dark Knight was currently sitting on uh, $534.9 million, And now, Barbie is now at $537.4 million. Man, that is crazy. Yep, you heard me, folks. They beat uh, they beat the Dark Knight in the domestic view, but the real question is: Is can Barbie beat Harry Potter and the Death of Hallows Part Two in worldwide box office? So Barbie is currently sitting at right now is one point nineteen billion dollars in the box office worldwide box office right now. And Harry Potter and the Death of Hollows is right now, it's currently still at $1.34 billion. And it's currently still the Warner Brothers' biggest box office worldwide ever movie ever. So, her, Harry Potter is still the king when it comes to um, the, the worldwide box office for, for, for Warner Brothers. Barbie it might beat it. I don't know, but we'll just have to wait and see until um till September. So we'll just have to wait uh, on on that one. Osaka continues to baffle Star Wars with their episode run times. So we got the um the uh, we got the release of the first three episodes and their current run time. So episode one. Is at fifty four point twenty one. 
was credited at 5106. Episode 2, it's for 42 minutes and 15 seconds. Currently, a credit at 38 and uh, 33. So, when I say uh, credit, that means uh, without the without the end credits. So, uh, the, in case you're a little bit confused there. So, uh, as I mentioned before, uh, uh, episode one is um, f- 54 minutes and 21 uh, seconds. But, without the credits, it's 51.06. And then, same thing goes for episode two. It's uh, f- 42 minutes and 15 uh, seconds. But, without the credits... It's thirty. It's thirty-eight and thirty-three. Um, it is. And then lastly, episode three is um. Thirty-four minutes and fifty uh, fifty seconds. And then without the credit, it's thirty-one and eight seconds. So, um, the way uh the way I be seeing these um DC Channel shows be like they do like an hour for the first episode. And then, like in between, it'd be like thirty, it'd be like thirty minutes. And then, when you get to the um, to the last episode, it either be thirty minutes or it'd be like an hour. So that's how they be doing these DZ Plus shows for the for, for the for the last um months or so. As I've been watching the the the, the new the DZ Plus shows, I I guess that's how they that's how they do it. I don't know. Moving on, UK film fans announced the best James Bond film ever. So let's see what they say. According to a survey conducted in the UK by William Hill, Vegas, Daniel Craig's acclimated 2012's entry Skyfall is the best ever James Bond movie. The survey pulled 3,500 local citizens Asking them to name their favorite James Bond films from best to worst. Skyfall type of the list attracting 17.5% of the vote. Far ahead from second place is Goldfinger at 8.5% starring the late Sean Connery. With the with Daniel Craig's final film, which is uh, No Time to Die, was rounded in the podium of 17 uh, 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 sorry, seven uh, percent. Meanwhile, the worst of them all is, according to the poll, was Connery's last film was 007 Never Say Never at 0.6 of the percent. So, there, there you have it. So, um, let me know in the comments uh, in the comments below. Which one is your favorite James Bond movie, and which one you think was the worst? So, let me know in the comments below of, of, uh, for that one. Now, let's move on to another movie that hit the billion dollar box, uh, box office mark, along with Barbie, and of course, it's the Mar- it's the Super Mario Brothers. So, the Super Mario Brothers has officially passed a hundred million in Japan. Of course, you already know the Japan's fans would definitely go see the uh, the Super Mario Brothers. But um, let's read this um article that came from Deadline saying, "With Tuesday's gross, Illumination, Nintendo, and Universal's The Super Mario Brothers movie has crossed the hundred million thirteen point seventy four B 
yen mark in Japan. In doing so, it became Universal's top title ever there. In local currency, Mario overtakes Top Gun Maverick as the number six Hollywood film of all time in Japan and is the number one studio picture since the beginning of the pandemic. So that is some very good uh, good numbers there for the uh, for the Super Mario, Super Mario Brothers movie. Moving on. So we got our director's list revealed for the Okasada series. So here's our list here. Steph Green from the Book of Boba Fett and Watchmen will be directing the second and third episodes. While Peter Ramsley from Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse and The Mandalorian will be returning to a galaxy far, far away for Okasoda's fourth chapter. Jennifer Gunzinger, Gunzinger from Daredevil and Westworld will be directing the sixth episode, while Gear Van Patel from The House of Dragons will take uh, charge of the preliminary episode. A familiar face will take the charge of the finale in form of Ray Farnity, an executive produ uh, producer on The Mandalorian, as well as a director on a number of episodes for the Pedro Pascal Lee series, aka The Mandalorian. So, um, there's your list there of directors who's going to be directing each episode for the Osaka uh, 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 <clears throat> series. And continue on with August Soccer. We got our first uh, reactions out here. So, our first uh, reaction coming from German Lesser says, I think Osaka has a lot of potential. As a Rebels fan, I felt connected to it. It was truly special. And yet, it is usually epic at certain times. And oddly flat as others. Sabrina is a standout through. And by episode 2, I was fully sucked in, and it could go south, but I don't. I, I don't think it will. Hmm. Kind of like a midst of positive, mix mix of the positive and mixed reviews there. So um, let's look at another one here coming from Jazz Tong Cray, and she says, "Just saw the first two episodes of Arkansas. Great score, and I love all the visuals, especially the fight scenes." Adore Kevin Kaiser's score. This asks me while want to visit the Clone Wars, and yet, and yes, Rosario Dawson is great. Looking forward to the rest of the series. So, uh, first uh, positive reaction up here. Um, let's go to a next one. Says from Eric Goldman. Says a promising start for August Ogle, with many cool stories, elements that expand the Star Wars universe and feel different from Mando's episode one and had some slow elements involving a manguff, but episode two was really uh, gel. Sabrina is a, a is a standout. I think th those meeting her for the first time will, will, will really dig her. So another good one there. Um, yep, that's all the um, reactions we got from the August Soga trip. For the Okazora series, so let's hear that, that that turns out really really well for Star Wars. And then our last piece of mainstream news for y'all today is that Oppenheimer 
became the biggest box office film to never hit number one in the box office um, uh, daily. So, again, Oppenheimer breaks the unwatch record at the domestic box office. So, let's look at the, um, the these numbers here. So, these are... I'm just going to read from, uh, from the top ten here. So, these are like the top ten who have... Um, made some good numbers, but really have never made the number one uh, uh, hit um, in the box office daily. So, Oppenheimer is currently sitting at number one, and then number two is seeing, and then going forth, going on to number 10 is um, the My Big Fat Greek Reading, then you have the Alvin and the Chipmunks, the Squeakquel, then the very first Alvin and the Chipmunks, A Star is Born, Sherlock Holmes, Austin Powers, the spy, the spy who shagged me, World War Z, and Ice Age, the dawn uh, of the dinosaurs. So that uh, that that's your list there. But um, I do believe that um, Oppenheimer will will definitely make some more money before um hitting uh, video on demand in October. So they they would definitely make some money there, and they are still um. Showing uh, the showing the movie in IMAX well, so it would definitely make still still do do some numbers there, but um, that's all the mainstream news I have for you guys today, and um, let's get into our movie review for today, and it's gonna be on Strays. That's right, the radio R, uh, dog comedy that stars Will Ferrell and that and Jamie Foxx. So um. In case y'all you know y'all want to know the storyline of this, is that um when a gullible barber and tyrant named Reggie, played uh, played voice by Will Ferrell, is abandoned on the streets by a selfish and ruthless dog owner Doug, an animal hating drug addict who never wanted him, so he teams well with other strays, including a streetwise Boston tear named Bug, voiced by Jamie Foxx, an Australian Shepherd named Maggie, uh, voiced by Alan Fisher, and a therapy great dame named Hunter, played by Rachel Park, to to get revenge uh, on Doug. And um, let me just say this: like this is a really good um, uh, the dog comedy, and um, this really like to teach you like don't don't never abandon your dog. In case y'all didn't know. Um, I got my little um uh, puppy at home. Uh, this one I have a, like a um a shishu at home. So like this was a really good um good feel uh, movie that you would definitely take your dog, your pet out to, to the theater and watch. But um let me just say this: never abandon your dog because if you abandon them, they might come back and they see you again. They might uh growl at you and they want to tear you know what in the movie. So I'm not gonna say too much. No, of it. So, um, yeah, uh, uh, really good. Um, that uh, movie to watch. Um, yeah, a really good. Um, and a kind of comedy there, but uh, a lot of big heart uh, between the um the four dogs. That they, they they all share their stories of uh, how they became strays and um and how they they, they had their their they're being band together and all that stuff. So um, I would definitely give this movie um. A, a, a B minus, so so uh, the, uh, the 
that that's how good the, uh, the the movie was but um that's all i have for you guys today and um if you're watching me on youtube don't forget to um uh, like comment subscribe and hit the notification bell where new videos are uploaded and of course if you're listening on spotify google Podcasts, and apple Podcasts as well or any other sort of streaming platforms don't forget to follow me there as well so um that's our episode for today and um and i will see y'all soon peace